Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good time, as they say in Iran. Uh, let me uh, uh, welcome you all, and particularly uh, Ms. Carr, and let me begin by an uh, anecdote. About uh, 17 years ago, uh, I invited, uh, as a uh, part of a conference, uh, Ms. Shirine Abadi to come and talk about uh, legal issues in Iran. And uh, a little later, uh, uh, I got a call from a colleague. He said, uh, I just heard, didn't know much about Iran, but said, I just heard that uh, uh, a woman from Iran has won the Nobel Prize for peace, for her work on human rights and uh, women's rights. I was sure that the winner is Mehrangi Zakar. Uh, I had followed her work. And I have always thought that she was absolutely deserving of that prize. Fortunately, or unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, both. Uh, another wonderful uh, Iranian woman, a prominent actor, uh, activist, uh, won the prize. And she was the, our invited guest. Shirinay uh, Abadi, although there was a lot of new demands on her time, she graciously had, uh, agreed to come to our campus and talk. And what was to be a small talk then became a major talk. So uh, my hope still is that at this time when violence against women, violence against children, violence against young girls is very much in the public agenda, uh, the Nobel Committee uh, revisits the issue and uh, makes all of us anywhere around the world that are worried about women in Iran, that think about them and admire Ms. Carr, uh, uh, give her the credit that, that she absolutely, and the prize she absolutely deserves, as well as uh, the winner of that prize. So, uh, welcome, Khanum Akar. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Shumo, as himayat shumo, paroye ha'alan hoog bashar darun Iran va birun az Iran, ke besyar paroye hami Iranian ahamiyat. Thank you very much for your invitation. Uh, thank you for uh, the support of uh, Iranian studies for human rights activists uh, inside Iran and outside Iran. And uh, this support is very much of import and uh, of interest to all of us. She said, I'm going to talk for, uh, how long should I talk? I said, as long as you want. She said, but I, uh, we might have uh, patience for long conversation, but I think a 20 minute conversation, uh, beginning introduction is what I'm going, what I'm going to give. If I'm <laughs> اگر میخوایم درباره جنبش زنان حرف بزنیم خب خیلی باید به تفصیل حرف بزنیم مخصوصا اگر بریم جهات تاریخیش رو نگاه کنیم خیلی دشوار میشه در یک مصاحبه به هر حال کوتاه ولی من دوست دارم بگم که جنبش زنان به هر حال اون حسه های اولیش رو خیلی قدیم ما در تاریخ میبینیم که به وجود اومده از قررت این شروع میشه بعد 
از دربار قاجاریه درون دربار قاجاریه و بعد انقلاب مشهود It is a very lengthy topic. It's not going to be uh, possible to do it all uh, within a short uh, conversation. Uh, and uh, we cannot back talk about it in a historical sense. We need to uh, take that into account. Uh, and in doing so, uh, we realize we must sub submit that this uh, movement has a, a long history. Uh, it, in fact, begins uh, with Qurrat uh, a, a woman poet uh, of uh, Babi and Baha'i faith in the 19th century, mid 19th century. This I added to her comments for those of you who might not know who she is. Uh, and then uh, there were women activists even within the Qajar court uh, and then extended into the constitutional revolution and the rest. <laughs> الان موضوع بحث و بسیار اهمیت داره برای سرنوشت زنان ایران و حتی سرنوشت خود ایران گرفتاری هایی هست که این جنبش بعد از انقلاب اسلامی بیش از گذشته باهاش مواجه شد. and what has happened to that movement and the obstacles and the difficulties particularly faced by this movement after the advent of the Islamic Revolution in Iran. ولی قبل از اینکه وارد بشیم به گرفتاری های بعد از انقلاب من چون از نسلی هستم متاسفانه که هر دو رژیم رو تجربه کردم از این لحاظ باید یک به هر حال گذاری بکنیم از دوران مخصوصا پهلوی دوم و گاهی این گذارمون به بسیاری از خود انتقادی ها منجر میشه before talking about the, the obstacles and the problems after the revolution Uh, we need to talk about the period before. Uh, I am from the generation that has experienced both this uh, Pahlavi regime, second Pahlavi regime, and this uh, current situation. And needless to say, I need to refer to uh, the second Pahlavi particular. Uh, and in this reference, uh, I think we entered the domain that is mostly uh, the domain of self-criticism. در دوران محمد رضا شاه پهلوی خب طبیعی است همه هم میدونن که ما دموکراسی نداشتیم احزاب مستقل نداشتیم مخصوصا در دورانی از سلطنت ایشون که بعد از بعد از ملی شدن صنعت نفت و سقوط دکتر محمد مصدق اتفاق افتاد روی کردی اساسا به بحث زنان وجود نداشت ولی بعد از اون به هر دلیلی که نباید برای ما مهم باشه محمد رضا شاه پهلوی وارد یک جور ریسک شد خطر کردن شد و تصمیم گرفت که نسبت به وضعیت حقوقی زنان توجه خاص داشته باشه 
in the uh, period of Muhammad Azhar Shah uh, Pahlavi, uh, it is, I think, known to everyone uh, that we did not have democracy. There were no independent political parties, particularly uh, after uh, the uh, nationalization of uh, oil by Dr. Mossadegh. Uh, and in, in this period, uh, there wasn't much of a dialogue, there wasn't much of a discourse on women. Uh, after that, however, for whatever reason, and it is not important what that reason might be, I don't think for us, uh, the Shah decided to take a risk. The Shah decided to attend to the question of women and uh, make it uh, a part of his uh, agenda. پرخطر شاه به بحث برابری حقوقی زنان و نه فقط ما و بلکه حوزه های روشنفکری ما یک مانع بزرگی بودند که به فعالیت برای حقوق زن در اون فضایی که کاملا از این نظر باز بود ما برانگیخته بشیم Uh, I have to say that uh, uh, in this uh, period, uh, we uh, were not paying enough attention, uh, we're not considering the importance of the risk, uh, the, the great risk that the Shah was undertaking in order to uh, afford uh, equal rights uh, to women. Not only we did not, but even intellectual circles, uh, they became a big uh, obstacles. Uh, they became a big obstacle in uh, allowing us to become a, a more active, uh, and in a sense, I think what she means more, uh, what she implies more uh, accepting of the changes that were being brought about and the risk that the shop was making. Doors for me, then, because we're saying. ما در زمان اتفاقا این تنها جایی بود که آزادی عمل داشتیم برای اینکه خیلی بنویسیم خیلی حرف بزنیم حتی میتونستیم چالش کنیم بگیم که این مثلا قانون احمد خانوادهی که شما اصلاح کردی کامل نیست کافی نیست مطالبات بیشتری رو مطرح بکنیم روی این موضوع سانسوری وجود نداشت ولی شما هرچه نگاه بکنیم این حضور ماها رو به اون صورتی که باید باشه نمیبینیم. حالا دنبال چراییش هم مجبوریم بگردیم. why the intellectual circles and uh, women were absent from that. She said, if you look at that period, uh, one of the few areas that there was absolute freedom, you could write, you could engage, you could criticize, you could uh, uh, criticize the law that was being uh, suggested for protection of family laws. Uh, you could say these are not enough. Uh, there was no censorship in this domain. Uh, but when you look, uh, the presence of women in this area, in this domain is wanting. خب خیلی علت داره من واقعا نمیتونم اینجا مطرح بکنم یکی دو تا تجربه خودمو میگم 
که در ارتباط ببینید ما که از حوزه های فقهی دستور نمی گرفتیم یا تأثیر نمی پذیرفتیم ما زنهای بیهجابی بودیم مادرامون هم خیلی اون باهجاب بودن و هیچ مشکلی نداشتیم و می توانستیم یک سازمان های زنانه خودمون درست کنیم به استقلال کار کنیم ولی چرا این کار نکردیم؟ برای اینکه ما در محافل روشنفکری دوست داشتیم که احترام داشته باشیم واقعیتش این من همیشه خودم رو سرزنش میکنم که چرا من اینقدر دوست داشتم که محافل روشنفکری به من احترام بذارم خب نذارم من باید روچه به حقوق خودم حالا که فرصت داشتم کار میکردم و اون اندازه ای که اون حکومت به من اجازه میداد من کار نکردم برای اینکه روشنفکری به من اجازه میداد Uh, uh, I think there are several uh, reasons for this, uh, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to uh, talk about a couple of uh, experiences, my own uh, experiences. Uh, I, I wasn't, uh, we weren't part of a, a group uh, that took our guidance from Islamic fiqh, Islamic sharia. Uh, I was a woman without a hijab. Uh, some of us had mothers who were uh, with hijab, uh, but there was the possibility for us to work independently in favor of women's movement. There was the possibility for us to uh, create organizations to work independently on behalf of women, but we did not. And I think in my case, I always blame myself that the reason I uh, did not engage in these activities is because I wanted to be approved by intellectual circles. I wanted to be respected by them. I criticized myself. Why, did, uh, why was that respect more uh, important than creating uh, the, the movements that was allowed at the time to defend uh, the, uh, uh, the rights of women? Uh, in other words, the regime was allowing all of this and we were uh, uh, not engaging in the kind of activity we could because I, she's talking about herself, uh, found the support and the approval of the intellectual community more important than women's rights. یکی از پاتوخهای روشن فکری که همه ما بهش رفت آمد داشتیم بار مرمر بود. در بار مرمر که من چند بار رفتم کاملا بازجویی شدم. از طرف بعضی از سران روشن فکر یکیشون به من چنان تاخت من اینجا دیگه اسم نمیارم به من تاخت که این مزخرفات چیه راجب زن ها مینویسی راجب سرفپوستای آمریکا بنویسی یکی دیگه به من گفت که شنیدم داری وکیلی میشی گفتم آره گفت که این مثل اینه که دماغ آدم رو پیشونی آدم در ببینین اینا هیچ کنون فقید نبودن ها. اینا هیچ کدوم مصباح یزدی نبودن. جامعه اونو باید بشناسیم. خیلی عجیب و غریب. یکی دیگه گفت خانم شما به جایی که راجب جنگ ویتنام بنویسی مثلا راجب امیرم. الان که یادم نبید. چی نوشتی؟ اتفاقا همه اینایی که من الان اسمشونه نمیارم شاعرا و نویسنده هایی هن که من هنوز عاشق کارشون هستم. یعنی هیچ گونه خصومتی هیچ گونه ولی 
تفکر در اون حوزه روشنفکری این بود تفکر با افق یه خورده وسیعتر این بود که اصلا اول باید اون انقلاب کارگری بشه و بعدا بحث حقوق زن مطرح بشه که هنوزم هست متاسفانه این بحث Uh, one of the uh, hangouts of uh, intellectuals in that period uh, was the bar at the Marmar Hotel. Uh, I went there several times and uh, uh, virtually every time uh, I was interrogated. Um, some of the leading intellectuals of the time were there. I am not going to uh, uh, mention names, uh, but in one occasion, one of them uh, literally attacked me and said, what are these nonsense that you're writing? Uh, what are these nonsense about women's uh, issues? Write about uh, Native Americans. Uh, somebody else uh, pejoratively said, I heard you want to become a lawyer. This is uh, the strangest thing that can happen in this uh, country. Uh, you have to remember these were not Mesbahi uh, Yazdi, one of the conservative clerics in Iran today. Uh, this was uh, the Iranian society at the time. Somebody else said, uh, Uh, why don't you write about the war uh, in Vietnam? Uh, why don't you write instead of what you're writing about uh, the war in Vietnam? I don't want to mention these poets, these leading intellectuals. I still love their work. Uh, I still admire them. But this was the vision that they had. The fundamental point of view that they had was that unless there is a proletarian revolution, uh, there is no uh, possibility of uh, realizing Uh, women's uh, rights. Uh, that was the dominant discourse at the time. این یه بخشی از موانع بود در برابر ما در اون دوران که متاسفانه گفتم ما بهش اهمیت من مخصوصا بهش اهمیت میدادم چون یه جور تنه به تنه اینها داشتم هرچند که کاملا هم درونشون نبودم چون اینا به حقوق زن اصلا اهمیت نمیدادن و هیچ وقت مثلا ماها رو دعوت نمیکردن به جلسات فرض کنین نویسند کانون نویسندگان ما یه آدمایی بودیم خوب یه حرفایی میزدیم ولی میخواستیم چاپ بشه و سردبیر مجله روشن فکرانه یک روز خیلی با تاکید به من گفت ببین مهرنگیز اگر میخوای ادای خانم مهرنگیز دولت شاهی و اینها رو در بیاری و رجب سازمانی که والا حضرت اشرف پهلوی در رأسش هست بخوای مثلا کارای از کارای اونام حرف بزنی نمیتونم من مطالب رو چاپ کنم و تو هم اساسا بزرگتر از اون هستی که وارد این دست جات بشی Uh, obstacle. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, I uh, gave them uh, import, uh, I, I gave them, uh, I paid them attention, although I was not ever part of them, uh, but uh, I uh, was part of the circles. Although they didn't take us, the women activists, very seriously, they would never invite us. They didn't invite us, for example, to be members of the Writers' Association when they decided to uh, form the Writers' Association. They simply thought of us as uh, people who are trying to write. Uh, once uh, one of the, the editor, the chief editor-in-chief 
of one of the so-called intellectual journals at the time said to me, uh, Mrs. Carr, if you're going to be pretending to be uh, Mrs. Dolachahi, a woman activist of that earlier generation, uh, if you want to write about the women's uh, organization led by Princess Ashraf at the time, uh, I cannot publish your work. And I think the uh, editor said, uh, you are bigger than wanting to write about these issues. بله خب اینا هم بود تا اینکه من یک برنامه داشت سازمان زنان ایران به نام آموزش حقوق به زبان ساده بسیار برنامه خوبی من رو دعوت کردن که یکی از این کلاس ها رو من برگزار بکنم و مثلا درباره حقوق زن اون موقع من کارآموزی بکالت دادم درباره حقوق زن در دوران خاستگاری و نامزدی و این چیزا حرف بزن. منم رفتم و حرف زدم و آخر کار یک جوان بسیار معدبی علوم بود دانشگاهیست آمد و به من یک نامه داد و قیب شد. یعنی تا من اومدم. منم نامر گذاشتم تو کیفم. کار دیگه نکردم. و بعد که رفتم خونه سر صبر نامه رو باز کردم و دیدم ایشون به من نوشته که ورودتون رو به دربار در جای کریم شیره ای دلقک تبریک خب من دختر جوانی بودم و نمیتونم بگم که من فقط گریه میکردم و این نامه رو تیکه تیکه کردم که کسی نبینی حتی به نزدیکانم هم ندفتم اون صدمه که اونجا به من وارد شد کمتر از صدمه ای نبود که وقتی آقای خمینی گفت هجاب اجباری بر من وارد شد ات Uh, this uh, uh, woman's organization, the one that was led by Princess Ashraf, uh, had set up a, a series of classes, workshops on women's uh, rights in simple language. Uh, it, it, it was a very good program. They tried to talk about uh, women's rights, the rights of women, for example, during the period they're engaged, the rights of women in marriage, uh, and they were teaching this in very simple language. They invited me to uh, conduct one of these workshops. At that time, I was an intern in the Ministry of Justice and I accepted. Uh, and once the uh, talk was finished, uh, a young man who, uh, very polite, uh, seemed to be from the university, uh, gave me an envelope uh, and then disappeared. Uh, I put the envelope uh, in uh, my briefcase and when I got home, uh, I opened it. Uh, it said in, in it, uh, welcome, to the court uh, in the place of Karim Shirei, uh, uh, the uh, sort of a, a fool, uh, opium addict fool, infamous opium addict fool who was a jokester for the courts. Uh, thank you for becoming uh, that character for the Pahlavi court. I was a young girl. Um, I began to weep. I turned the paper, tore the paper into pieces. I didn't show it even to my closest friend, but uh, I think the damage that that letter, that experience had on me 
was no less than the damage that when Khomeini came and said, you must wear the hijab by force. من دلم میخواد از این دیگه عبور بکنم ولی باز دوست دارم یک جمله هم به این بخش اضافه کنم و اون این که نقش هایی که پرنسس اشرف پهلوی به هر حال بازی کرده بود در سقوط محمد مصدق این نقش ها رو به هر حال مخالفان شاه از هر طیفی نمیپسندیدند و خب انگ های اخلاقی هم که برای ما متداوله الان هم متداوله بسیار زیاد به اون چسبونده بودن حالا ممکنه که ایشون هم معتقد بود به آزادی جنسی من دیگه اینا رو کاری ندارم ولی میخوام بگم یه شخصیت منفور مخالفان شاه از دینی و غیر دینی ساخته بودند از ایشون و به هر حال مثلا در مقام ریاست سازمان زنان کاری نبود اینا یه چیزای تشریفاتی بود فقط عکس می‌ذاشتن برای اینکه بودجه دولت بده بعض این حرفا و متاسفانه بعدا من دیدم در وقتی که اومدم امریکا دیدم در بیشتر این تحقیقات اکادمیک یک جوری بیان شده که این سازمان زنان چون دولتی بوده بود زیر مثلا نظر یه زن منفوری بوده یا هر چیز باعث شده که هیچ سازمان مستقل زنانه در اون منبکت به وجود نید من در اون منبکت زندگی میکردم اصلا اینجوری نبود ما خودمون نمیرفتیم دیگه دنبال قضیه و میگفتم بله این خورده همه میگن تمام چیزای اکادمی که بخونین اینه میگن و به نظر من این حرف حرف نارساییه ممکن از نظر روانی به آدم فکر کنه که خب من نمیخوام مثل سازمان زن مثل سازمان زنان به من نگاه کنم ولی اینجوری نبوده که بیان آدم بگیرن بگن دست و حتما تو باید بری به سازمان زنان بچسب ما همچین چیزی رو ندیدیم خب حالا دیگه بعد از اینکه آقای دکتر میلانی زحمت کشتن before I pass on to uh, the next issue uh, I want to add uh, a couple of sentences uh, the, the role that uh, Princess Ashraf is uh, alleged to have played in the fall of uh, Mossadegh uh, was very much disliked by many many people in the opposition uh, the Shah's opponents did not like her they also Uh, made many uh, moral accusations against her. Uh, it was said to be, for example, that uh, she uh, believed in free sex. Th these were things that uh, were very uh, rampant then, and some of these kinds of allegations are still made today uh, outside. Uh, but in, in essence, uh, her role was more symbolic. Her picture was there, and it was to facilitate the work of this organization. When I came to the United States and read some of the scholarly studies of the women's movement, uh, there was this constant uh, running theme that because this woman organization was uh, government funded and because it was led by Princess Ashraf, then no, one, no other organization was allowed to grow. In other words, because that they wanted that organization to grow, 
the implied message in all of these scholarly studies was that then they would not allow other independent organizations. That's simply not true. Uh, they, 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 these are independent organizations were did not exist because we did not go towards creating them. It is inaccurate to say that they put obstacles. You could say that there was a psychological obstacle on us. We didn't want to be said to be creating an organization that had any similarity to this other organization. But the government would not arrest anyone. The government did not come and force anyone to join that woman's organization. We did not. We women activists did not uh, make an effort to create independent women's organizations. خب شاید این پاسخی باشه به این سوال که وقتی که انقلاب شد چرا ما تشکلهای زنانه نیرومند و مستقلی نداشتیم من کوشش کردم خلاصه این چرا رو بهش جواب بدم و استدعا میکنم از همه کسایی که حرفای منو میشنون فورا فکر نکنن که من مثلا موافق صد در صد همه کارای اون حکومت بودم ولی این رو هم بگم که من اصلا کار سیاسی هم برخلاف اون حکومت نمی کردم من فعال سیاسی نبودم اما خیلی انتقاد داشتم و این انتقاداتم رو هم تصور نمی کردم که یه روزی یه کسی به نام آقای خمینی من نمایندگی بکنه Uh, in uh, making these points, uh, uh, I, I want to uh, uh, also essentially answer this other uh, running question that has existed, which is why weren't there powerful dependent uh, women's organization after the revolution? Uh, why wouldn't they uh, manifest themselves and defend women's rights. And I also want to humbly ask those who listen to what I have said here uh, and not construe it as uh, my support for the other regime. Uh, I was not a political activist uh, under the old regime. I was an activist uh, for uh, women's rights uh, and uh, made my uh, views known. Uh, but in offering my views and in offering that criticism and working on behalf of women's rights, I never for a moment imagined that someone like Khomeini would then be representing what were uh, my demands and uh, my discontent. Now we are going to the English and with Kamal Hayrat, مذهبی همه رو و حتی بی تفاوت در دوران شاه رو ما دیدیم که وارد انقلاب شدن و رهبری آقای خمینی رو پذیرفتن اونم درکش خیلی سخت نبود که چرا حالا مصدقی ها دنبال آقای خمینی میرن چرا مارکسیست ها میرن آسون بود برای ما چون ما میدونستیم که اون دستجات اساسا نمیتونن مردم رو دنبال خودشون بکشن چون اینا احزاب مستقلی نداشتن و اینها مشکلاتی بود که سیستم شاه حالا به هر دلیل حالا یا خودش هم گرفت یا هر چیز ما نداشتیم احزاب درست و حسابی نداشتیم و در نتیجه اون گروهی 
برنده شد که میتونست مردم رو دنبال خودش بکشه میتونست مردم رو به جایی برسونه که بگن عکس خمینی تو ماهه و همه تحصیل کرده هایی که من میشناختم به من زنگ زدن گفتن عکس خمینی تو ماه بدید خب این اتفاق افتاد و حالا باید ببینیم که برای زنا چه دستاوردی داشت Uh, well, uh, then the revolution happened, and uh, surprisingly, virtually everyone, uh, all uh, the educated people, uh, the non-educated people, the urbanites, uh, the people who were indifferent to politics, somehow accepted uh, Khomeini's leadership and uh, became part of this revolution. It wasn't hard for us to understand why supporters of Mossadegh or the Marxists accepted Khomeini's uh, leadership. The reality is that they could not mobilize uh, the people. The reality is that there weren't political parties. For whatever reason, the, under the Shah, nobody was allowed to have organized political parties. Uh, and the, the clergy were the ones who could uh, do this mobilization. Uh, the situation became uh, such that on the eve of the revolution, they virtually convinced everyone that the image of Khomeini could be seen uh, in the moon. Uh, many, many of my educated uh, friends at the time called me and invited me to look at the moon for an image of Khalil uh, Khomeini. Some of mine did as well. I myself went out and tried to look. And, and there was no image, I didn't see it, but uh, it was already too late. I was one of the statistics. <تصفيق> منم رفتم تو حیات و فوراً دویدم فرار کردم برگشتم چون دیدم منم دارم میبینم برای اینکه اینقدر این عکس به دیوارا چسبیده بود به اون صورت استمپی این به نظر مثلا رفته بود تو شبکه های چشمای همه ما و فرار کردم برای اینکه انکار کنم خلاص بگذاریم آقای خمینی آمدن با جاه و جلال و همه خوشحال شدن و اولین حرفی که زدن در مورد حقوق زن که حالا اسمش بود زن نمیذاشتن این بود که زنها در ادارات دولتی باید هجاب رو مراعات کنن البته ایشون لحنشون اون اول توصیه بود هنوز خشن نشده بود ولی کسانی که نزدیک به ایشون بودن این توصیه رو خودشون اصلا تبدیل به فرمان کرد مثل آقای قطبزادی مثل دیگر کراواتی هایی که با ایشون اومده بودن بعضی هاشون گفتن اصلا تو موهای زن اشعه هست اینا کراواتی ها بودن اینا تحصیل کرده های از فرنگ برگشته بودن بعضی ها گفتن خب بالاخره مثلا ازشون مصاحبه میکردن راجب آقای بازرگان میگفتن ما نمیدونیم ولی خب خانم آقای بازرگان هجاب دارن خلاص ما درگیر یک حمله بزرگ شدیم برای اینکه تعداد زنای بیهجاب در ایران و دانش آموزان بیهجاب دبستان دبیرستان در اماکن اشتغال اینا تعدادشون کم نبود فعال تعدادشون زیاد بود و براشفته شدن و بسیاری از زنهای با هجاب هم براشفته شدن 
برای اینکه اینا دختراشون به هجاب بودن و اصلا نمیخواستن که دختراشون هجاب داشته باشن پس این واقعا مثل یک شک وارد شد هرچند که البته طرفداران خودشم داشت جامعه ایران رو به صورت مطلق ما نمیتونیم تصویری بگیم ازش نه از زنانش نه از مردانش خیلی جامعه متکسر on the issue of image on the moon she said that of course she too I'm happy to know I wasn't the only one she too went outside and she went in the yard but then she immediately ran back frightened because she actually saw the image on the moon and she says it's because the image of Khomeini was so much everywhere that I think our eyes our retinas were imprinted with an image of Khomeini and when you looked up the only thing you saw was it but then uh, the revolution came uh, mr khomeini came with great fanfare uh, many people uh, everybody was uh, overjoyed uh, the first thing he said about uh, the question of woman of course he didn't use the word zanon is that uh, when entering uh, government uh, offices uh, they must have hijab in his uh, tone uh, it was initially a tone of recommendation it wasn't violent uh, but many, many of his uh, people around him turned that into a command. Many of these people uh, were, wore ties and were supposedly educated in the West. Uh, Sade, for example, in television, uh, made that mandatory. It was no longer a recommendation. Another one of these people, uh, she didn't mention it, but I should mention it, uh, was the first president of Iran, Mr. Banisat, said there is something that the woman's hair uh, uh, gives off uh, that is uh, exciting to men uh, and thus uh, Islam requires them to cover that. Of course, I don't know why men shouldn't look the other way, but anyway, the, the rule was because of that. Uh, these were some of the people uh, who were educated. Uh, when they asked about hijab, somebody said, well, uh, you know, Mrs. Bazargan, the prime minister at the time, she wears uh, hijab. Of course, at that time, uh, there were many, many people uh, of many different ages from high school, elementary school, to uh, women who work, women in the public domain, who did not wear hijab. And they were very angry and disgruntled. Many of the women who wore hijab were also disgruntled. They didn't want their daughters to now be forced to wear uh, hijab. Uh, of course, the reality is that uh, forced hijab also had some uh, defenders in Iranian society. It is very difficult to make absolute rules and judgments about Iranian society. Iranian society is a very uh, uh, pluralistic uh, or multifaceted, it's a multifaceted society and doesn't rent there itself easily to these kinds of absolute uh, descriptions or generalizations. As in حالا هرچند که در خفا به هر حال در دوران شاه هم چندین سبک زندگی زنان و مردان داشتند ولی از اون به بعد خیلی دو قطبی شد از نظر ظاهری از نظر ظاهری این گونه شد که یه بخش بزرگی از زنها طرفدار حجاب اجباری بودند میومدن تو خیابون مرگ بعد حجاب میگفتند یعنی زنهای طرفدار به هر حال آقای خمینی حالا یا سنتی بودن یا تحصیل کرده بودن یا هر چیز بودن 
تبدیل شدن به ابزاری برای تحکیم این حکومت زنها اولین اپوزیسیون مدنی رو تشکیل دادن دیگه دربارش زیاد گفته شده من بیشتر نمیگم ولی من تاکیدم بر این است که اساسا نطفه یک جور جنبش زنان واقعی که رویارو شدن با اون عمق زنستیزی که در فرهنگ ما خب بخشش دینیه ولی بخشش هم دینیه در فرهنگ ما وجود داره اون شالودریزی شد و تبدیل شد به بسیار افتخیز هایی که حالا ما داشتیم گاهی اسمش گذاشتیم جنبش زنان حالا دیگه به هر حال جنبش هم معنی داره ولی بعد گرفتاری هایم حتی با این کلمه زنان ایرانی داشتن declaration of forced hijab, uh, uh, women were faced uh, with a kind of a polarized uh, and polarizing situation. There was some of this polarization during the Shah as well, but after the revolution it became more pronounced. Uh, women who were uh, supporters of the regime and supporters of uh, forced hijab took to the streets and became instruments of con not just consolidating the regime, but also consolidating uh, hijab. And, It was in opposition to this move that the first uh, elements of a kind of civil uh, uh, confrontation, civil disobedience, uh, civil organization uh, for women's rights uh, began to take place. Uh, and this was the beginning uh, of uh, the recognition that there needs to be a woman movement, an earnest, serious women's movement to fight with misogyny. Part of this misogyny is certainly rooted in religion and part of it is in uh, tradition. And thus it was that this movement began and uh, the, it has had many manifestations, it has had many iterations, it has had many uh, names. There are controversies about whether to call it a movement and all of this uh, has been part of this continuous struggle. ولی اون چه که خیلی اهمیت داره در تاریخ حالا نگیم جنبش زنان بگیم در تاریخ اعتراضی زنان نسبت به موقعیت خودشون اینه که سه سال طول کشید تا فرمان آقای خمینی که انقدر در اون دوران کشتار انجام میشد سرکوب انقدر سخت بود شلاق مجازات بیهجابی و کمهجابی و این چیزها بود سه سال اون زنانی که نمیخواستن هجاب اجباری رو مقاومت کردن بسیاری از اونها پاکسازی شدن اخراج شدن اون اخراج رو ترجیح دادن رفتن زیر زمین خونشون بیسمنت خونشون رو تبدیل کردن به جایی که سالاد اولویه درست میکردن ترشی میانداختن مربا درست میکردن و یاد گرفتن که برن توی اصلا بازا تولید میکردن و بعد راه توزیع رو یاد گرفتن و اینا چیزایی بود که فقط با مشاهده میشد درکش کرد و نه اینکه بعدا بیاد توی مثلا بحثای خیلی عجیب و غریب اکادمیک سه سال زنان ایرانی در سختترین شرایط مقاومت کردن تا اینکه جنگ ایران و عراق سبب شد که 
هجاب اجباری تثبیت بشه It is very important uh, to uh, remember uh, that uh, women's resistance, uh, the women's movement, or the women's opposition to this hijab ejwari uh, continued for three years. Uh, from the time Khomeini made his uh, order till the time that it became a, a reality, it took three years. Those were three years where there were many threats, there were many uh, executions, there was the direct threat of uh, public uh, whipping for women if uh, they do not abide by uh, hijab. Uh, but women resisted for three years. Many of them uh, showed up for work and when they weren't allowed, they were thrown out of their employment. They, instead of accepting hijab, they went and turned their basement, for example, into a place where they would make salad, they would make a jam. They began to learn how to produce. They began to learn how to distribute this. Uh, these are things that you could only uh, know about if you live in Iran at the time. Women resisted for three years heroically and only uh, after the advent of the Iran-Iraq war uh, did the regime succeed in consolidating بله جنگ رو جنگ ایران و عراق رو جنگ هشت سال هشت سال خیلی زیاده برای یک حکومتی که اصلا نمیتونست خودش رو درست جا بیاندازه ولی این هشت سال بهش کمک کرد واقعا بهش لطف کرد بی خودی نگفت آقای خمینی که جنگ نعمت است واقعا جنگ نعمت بود برای این سیستم و مردمی که زنا مخصوصا زنا مردا خیلی محافظه کارتر بودن حالا اونا دلایل خودشون داشتن یا باید شغلشون حفظ میکردن نگران بودن ولی زنها حقیقتا زنهای بیسواد زنهای آمی اینا گلاویز میشدن با کمیتیچی ها با نمیدونم ماشینا و اونایی که کنترل میکردن هجابو به تدریج از بس تشییع جنازه در اون کشور بود و اون کشور مثل یک مجلس ازا شده بود در این مجلس ازا دیگه زنا فرصتی نداشتن و حتی به خودشون حق نمیدادن اولویت چیز دیگری بود اولویت این بود که کشور ما رو یه بخشایش رو اشغال کرده بود این اولویت برای زنا هم بود فقط برای مردم یا برای حکومت نبود که برای مردم ایران و ما ازادار بودیم دیگه من یادم میاد از زم پزشکی قانونی که رد میشدم باید من همون دم بینیم میگرفتن از بس بو میداد در این سرطخونه هاشون حتی اینقدر ظرفیت اجسادو نداشت خب هشت سال به سکوت گذشت و همه یه دفترشه بسیش دستشون بود دنبال قوتو نمیدونم لاگمودشون بودن اونایی هم که مرزشین بودن که بیچاره شده بودن پس دیگه بحث حرف حقوق و حق و آزادی اصلا منتقل شد تا اینکه ما از جنگ در اومدیم و اون حرکت اعتراضی زنان دیگه اون هشت سال خفته بود uh, the, the war... The eight-year war, the very long eight-year war, 
uh, in a sense, helped this regime consolidate itself. This was a regime in the beginning that had a very hard time consolidating itself. It wasn't uh, by accident that uh, uh, Mr. Khomeini declared uh, the war to be uh, God's grace. Uh, for the regime, it was a, a grace. It allowed the regime to consolidate. Uh, but uh, in the early times, although men were generally silent for reasons that I think uh, they have to answer, maybe they wanted to preserve what they had, but uh, women from all walks of life, uh, educated women, uh, working women, uh, illiterate women, uh, were confronting those who were trying to force hijab uh, on women. Uh, but then uh, gradually, uh, as the number of uh, that war dead increased, uh, the entire country went into a kind of a mourning. Uh, it was a constant uh, series of mourning for uh, that, that women really didn't have the time uh, to fight for their rights. Some maybe even thought that they don't have the right to fight for women's right in these situations. Women, like men, were first and foremost worried about the fact that part of the country was occupied um, by uh, Iraq. Uh, they were aware that uh, everyone is in a sense uh, uh, in a state of shock and a state of mourning. Sometimes when I passed by the coroner's office, uh, I literally had to uh, hold my nose because there were so many dead in there that the uh, smell of death was uh, everywhere. The bodies were everywhere. Uh, and thus, in that eight-year period, uh, the, the women's movement went into a kind of uh, uh, silence. Uh, furthermore, the issues of economic uh, uh, activities, the issues of having to get uh, rations, everyone was ration card in hand, uh, all of that contributed to uh, an eight-year silence uh, for the women's movement until the war ended and then a new phase began. تنگه. خب تند گذر بکنم بعدا اصلاحات قانون حمایت خانواده به وسیله آقایون لقف شد حق زنان بر قضاوت که چند سال بود پذیرفته شده بود لقف شد خاننده های خیلی درجه یکی که مردم دوستشون داشتن زنها متهم شدن به روسبیگری بردنشون دادگاه انقلاب و ازشون تعهد گرفتن بنابراین صدای زن از موسیقی ایرانی حذف شد و محیط خشونت بارتر شد یعنی ما همواره باید اونها را هم در نظر داشته باشیم که صدماتی خوردن و بعد ایجاد تشکل که اساسا با مانع برخورد کرد هر تشکلی تا ما جمهوری های اسلامی مختلفی رو گذاردیم یعنی ما نمیتونیم بگیم یه جمهوری اسلامی داشتیم جمهوری اسلامی جنگ داشتیم جمهوری اسلامی بعد از جنگ داشتیم جمهوری اسلامی آقای رفسنجانی داشتیم جمهوری اسلامی آقای خاتمی داشتیم و حالا هم که جمهوری اسلامی دیگری داریم و در هر کدوم از این دوره ها زن ها سعی کردن که به خودشون یه سازمانی بدن یه شکلی بدن و تا حدودی هم دادن uh, well, um, they uh, rescinded uh, the family law that had been passed uh, under the Shah the last few years of the Shah's regime uh, 
they rescinded the right of women to sit uh, as judges, a law that had been recognized, a right that had been recognized. Uh, gradually, then they moved to ban uh, women from singing. Many women singers who were very popular amongst the people uh, were banned from singing. Uh, they were accused of prostitution uh, and a woman's voice was eliminated from uh, the uh, music domain. The level of violence uh, uh, increased, the, the kind of uh, damage that was done to women's and women's rights uh, increased. Every kind of organization uh, was uh, facing serious obstacles. Uh, in a sense, we have several Islamic republics. The Islamic Republic of the, the war period, the Islamic Republic of the period after the war, the Islamic Republic of uh, Rafsanjani, the Islamic Republic of uh, the period of Khatami, and now another iteration of Islam. Islamic Republic is today. In each of these cases, women try to organize, women try to fight uh, for, for their rights, and the uh, fight continues. در اومد مثل آدینه مثل چیزای دیگه که دوزومی نداریم تکرار کنیم ولی عمدتا زنان ماهنامه زنان در ماهنامه زنان بود که به هر حال من خودم وارد کردم و یواش یواش زنایی که مذهبی و انقلابی هم نبودن وارد شدن که گفتمان زنانی کاملا در چارچوب دین ما توانستیم باز بکنیم و توانستیم خیلی با احتیاط حرف بزنیم که اینم میشه گفت یک بستری بود برای اینکه جنبش زنان تبدیل بشه به یک گفتمان و هرچند در چارچوب دین و هرچند در چارچوب اون قراردادها و متون حقوق بشری که دولت ایران امضاش کرده بود و امضا هم جمهوری اسلامی پس نگرفت Uh, after uh, the war, uh, there were some possibilities uh, for people like us. Uh, for example, uh, some magazines uh, began to uh, pay attention to, although they were all controlled, but they were uh, allowing people like us to uh, participate, Mohname Zanon foremost amongst them. And I myself entered, uh, many non-religious people also entered. And we began to try to create a discourse on women uh, issues. Of, the discourse, of course, was always by force within the confines of religion, uh, but it was an effort to turn this debate, uh, this question, into a matter of public uh, discussion and public concern. Uh, we tried to uh, use not just uh, religious texts, uh, but also the international civil rights and human rights conventions that the Iranian regime had been a signatory to. Iran had not rescinded its membership in those organizations. And we used in that context, as well as the religious text, to create, to try to create uh, this uh, discourse. <laughs> تشکل زنانه با سعه سطر تشکیل شد یعنی زیاد دیگه به جد و آباد آدم کاری نداشتن 
و به کسانی مجوز دادن ولی در همون زمان به من ندادن مثلا من رد صلاحیت شدم اینجور نبود که بهشت شده بود ولی بالاخره برای زنان جوانی که پیشینه نداشتن مثل ما که در اون رژیم کار کرده بودیم توانستن اینا هم تشکل های خوبی رو درست کنند و هم بعدا منجر شد به کمپین های خوبی که حقوق زن رو از مطبوعات آوردن توی خیابون و بعد دیگه اوج سرکوب ها که همه ازش خبر دارن و همه اون رهبران الان یا در ایران خاموشن یا در خارج از ایران پراکنده هستن و دیگه باید دید که نسل های بسیار جوانی که حالا خیلی گرفتار اختناق هستند از نظر حقوق زن به خصوص چه خواهند کرد که واقعا من نمیتونم پیشون known as the phase of the reform, the reformist movement. Uh, in this period, uh, they were more tolerant in issuing uh, permission for NGOs to be formed. Uh, uh, it wasn't like it was heaven, uh, but they had uh, more tolerance. Of course, at that time, they did not give me permission to start uh, my NGOs, but there were many uh, women who had no past history, young women who had no past history, and they began to create organizations and they began to launch campaigns. And gradually the, that movement, the mo movement for women's rights, moved from the domain of uh, uh, the, uh, the written media, the magazines and the papers to the streets. And then of course, there was the violent suppression of those. And uh, as a result of those suppressions today, uh, the leaders of that movement Uh, are either silent in Iran or uh, are uh, somewhere uh, outside Iran. Uh, Iranian women living in Iran and facing extreme uh, oppression and extreme anti-woman uh, condition, what they will do uh, is something I uh, can't predict. So I'll just give you a chance to solve as well. <laughs> Okay, Roman, you want to? Uh... Thank you. Uh, we have a few questions. We have a few viewers thanking you for speaking with us today and giving them this opportunity to ask questions. Um, one viewer says, Ms. Carr should not fault herself for seeking the approval or acceptance of the men of the quote-unquote intellectual community. Even today, in 2020, the women's movement cannot go forward without the support of men. How do you think we can carry the support of men in Iranian society? که اتیاجی به ترجمهش نیست دیگه شما بفهمه من گفتم خانم کار نباید پوزش بخوان به خاطر اینکه همدلی روح های روشنفکری رو طلب میکردن در گذشته امروز هم به گمان پرسش کننده جنبش زنان بدون همدلی مردان موفق نمیتونه بشه به نظر شما چگونه میشه در شرایط فعلی این همدلی رو پیدا کرد؟ خب بله ولی من وقتی از حوزه های روشن فکری حرف میزدم منظورم همه مردان ایرانی نبود منظورم اون حوزه اون حوزه ای بود که برحال اونم قدرت بود و تأثیر میگذاشت جامعه و کلی جوان ها دنبال اینا بودن منظورم عموما مردان نبود 
در بعد از اینکه انقلاب اتفاق افتاد و اون همه کشتار و همه چیز ما یه روز نشسته بودیم من خانم عبادی خانم لاهیجی دیدیم که خب از کانون نویسندگان با خیلی احترام ما رو دعوت کردن و اونجا ما فهمیدیم که خب حالا ورق روشن فکری هم برگشتیم یادمون باشه یعنی اگر از اون بحث گذر کردیم باید اینم واردش بشیم و ما دیگه شدیم یک پاره ای از حرکت های روشن فکری که دیگه متاسفانه زیرزمینی بود مخفی بود و خیلی گرفتاری های زیادی داشت اما همدلی مردان آسون نمیشه جلبش کرد همدلی مردان سخت در موضوع حقوق زن جذبش اگر هم کیسونی تا حالا جذبش شدن باز دوباره برمیگرده به آرمان های سیاسی شد یعنی مثلا دستجاتی هستن که حضور داشتن در انقلاب کمک کردن به پیروزی آقای خمینی و دیگران و بعد دست خالی موندن یعنی یعنی دست خالی چجوری موندن اینکه دیگه اصلا هیچی ندارن یه سانسور عجیبتر از دوران شاه هم برشون تسلط پیدا کرده خب اینا الان من فکر میکنم کنار ما هستن حالا اگر قلبن هم نباشن ولی در عمل هستن ما نیاز بیشتری داریم ما نیاز داریم به مردان عادی مردان خیلی عادی که تفکرشون عوض بشه و من نشنیدم که در این دوران با تمام ظلم هایی که ممکنه به دخترشون شده باشه به خواهرشون شده باشه از این سیستم اون درجه از همکاری رو که ما لازم داریم آمادگی شده باشه باشه برای اینکه در خانواده سروری میکنن و براشون مهمترین مهمترین قلم روی سروری خانواده است Yes of course when I was talking about uh, uh, intellectual circles uh, when I was offering my criticism I wasn't referring to all Iranian men I was only talking about them and they were powerful uh, groups they uh, impacted the behavior of people who followed them and looked up to them uh, and that was uh, the focus of my comment then not Iranian men in general after the revolution uh, one day uh, Ms. Lahiji, Ms. Ebadi and I uh, were sitting and, and discussing and we received a surprise invitation we were now being invited to join the newly formed uh, writers association in Iran we knew that something had turned. We knew that this was a new page. We knew that we were now part of this organization. But by then, uh, it was already an underground organization facing many, many uh, challenges. Uh, finding the cooperation uh, of uh, men uh, is not going to be uh, easy. Uh, there are uh, groups uh, who had supported uh, Mr. Khomeini, uh, had supported him seize, to seize power, and were then left without any, any benefit to themselves. They were facing uh, a censorship worse than the Shah's period, uh, and some of them, uh, some, some of the men uh, that belong to this, uh, are now part of uh, uh, the women's movement 
and are standing next to us. But that's not enough. What we need are everyday people, what men. What we need is a change in attitude, a change in behavior. I haven't seen uh, that kind of a change happening. I haven't seen men uh, protesting uh, injustice against their daughters, injustice against their uh, uh, sisters. Uh, uh, it is they that we need to have a change of opinion. And they it, are very resistant to join this movement because they want to keep their uh, domination in the family. For them, for these men, uh, dominating the family, the, being the patriarch of the family is the most important uh, uh, privilege they have, and they aren't willing to easily give it up. Roma? Thank you. We have a few questions coming in on this topic of how do you support Iranian women from inside Iran versus outside Iran? So one viewer says, how can Iranian women living outside of Iran help move the Iranian women's movement forward? It, and another viewer gives the example of Nasrin Sutude. How can individuals best put pressure on the Iranian regime to help free her? Um, on the other side of that, a viewer says, there is a dichotomy usually between women's activists about the campaign launched by Ms. Masiyalinejad called My Stealthy Freedom. The main concern is with regards to her speaking to American politicians that are pro-wars and sanctions on Iran. What is your take on this campaign? Should it be that only the Iranian women from within the country be active for women's rights? Uh, <clears throat> در واقع چندین سال بر محور ثابتی هست یکی اینکه چگونه میشه از خارج جنبش زنان رو حمایت کرد جنبش زنان در داخل رو حمایت کرد و جنبش زنان رو کلان حمایت کرد چطور میشه از خارج برای فعالیت های کسانی مثل خانم ستوده حمایت متشکل کرد قسمت سال بعدی چند سال در مورد فعالیت های خانم مسیح علی نجات هست بعضی ها ایراد میکنن که ایشون هم گاهی هم صحبت و هم پیمان هستن با کسانی که تحریم میکنن علیه ایران یا حتی تهدید به جنگ میکنن علیه ایران نظر شما در مورد این نوع فعالیت ها و این نوع انتقاد ها چیست؟ خب در مورد اینکه ما چه جوری در خارج از کشور میتونیم از امثال خانم نسرین ستوده حمایت بکنیم خب حقیقتا حمایت ما در همین حدودهایی است که سازمانهای جهانی حقوق بشر انجام مثلا سازمانهایی که کوشش میکنن که یک شخصیتی رو مثل خانم ستوده رو در معرض دید جهان قرار این خیلی مهمه تقریبا میشه گفت که یک مسئولیت بهشون میدن هرچند که این مسئولیت معنیش آزادی مطلق نیست اصلا گاهی اینا رو آزاد میکنن ولی خب امثال خانم ستوده هم آدم نیست که وقتی آزاد میشه ساکت باشه پس بنابراین گاهی اثر داریم ما یعنی کارهای ما اثر داریم ولی اون طرف قضیه هم باید نگاه کنیم یک آدمیست استوار با علائق خودش با سلیقه های خودش و دوباره مطرح میکنه اون مطالب مرتبطه با حقوق بشر رو خیلی شجاعانه این کار میکنه و بعد دوباره کار خارج از کشور شروع میشه این 
بسیار سخته برای خارج از کشور که دائما بخواد یه چیزی رو از اول از اول شروع کنه در حالی که یه جایی رسیده بوده به یه نقطه این تقصیر نه خارج از کشوره نه خانم ستوده است خانم ستوده تصمیم خودش رو گرفته که بمونه افراخت قامت ما هم تصمیم خودمون رو و اینکه مثلا به ایشون جوایز بسیار مهمی داده میشه یقین یقین بدونید که بر اثر نه اینکه ایشون شایسته نموشه ایشون بسیار شایسته ولی این ناشی از فعالیت های خارج از کشوره که وقتی کسی این همه جایزه های مهم میگیره تبدیل به شخصیت جهانی میشه و ما هم میتونیم فکر بکنیم حالا فرض محال که محال نیست که شاید ایشون چنان ظرفیتی پیدا بکنه که یه روزگاری یه رهبری رو بتونه به صورت رسمی و این درد سر به عهده بگیره از منابراین خارج کار میکنه خارج کار میکنه اثر میذاره ولی یادمون باشه که اون شخصیتی هم که اون طرف هست خب چه چه آرمانی داره ما که اون آرمانه نمیتونیم از ایشون بگیریم برای اینکه آزاد باشیم اونم نمیخواد اون آرمان از خودش the activities of someone like Ms. Sutude. Uh, in a sense, what we can do is similar to what international organizations, international human rights organizations, women's rights organizations uh, that, that have done. Uh, and in a sense, uh, that is to make her and her cause uh, international cause, make her face known internationally. This kind of a fame brings a, a kind of immunu- immunity to her. It's not complete immunity. It doesn't afford her freedom. Uh, but sometimes as a result of these pressures, these international pressures, uh, women like her, uh, activists like her, are free. Uh, and, but then uh, uh, we realize that our work is effective. Uh, it is difficult work, uh, and, uh, but it is effective. But Mr. Tude uh, has decided to stand firmly And, and continuously in support of her interests, in support of her ideals. Uh, she is valiant in uh, making her case known. And even after uh, uh, she is free, she insists on uh, speaking her mind. And uh, then she is arrested. And the work of the outside must restart. Uh, It's difficult for us because uh, it, it, it is like repeating what we have already done. But uh, this is neither the fault of uh, us who are outside, nor the f- fault of her inside. She is standing firm for her rights, but have no doubt that the many, many awards that she's been given, and she deserves every one of them, but it is because of the, the efforts of the uh, outside. Uh, this, the efforts of the outside, that these awards have clearly rendered her into an international uh, uh, figure. Uh, and uh, it's, it's not impossible to assume uh, that uh, as a result of all of this, as a result of this recognition, she could become a, a political leader in a far more direct way. So uh, 
our activities outside uh, uh, are effective, uh, but we must always also take into account what the uh, ideals and uh, goals uh, of uh, characters like her are inside. Yes, Madhu, فعالیت های خانم مسیح علی نجات بله 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 که خیلی هم خطرناکی حرف زدن در بلش دیلت اینکه خیلی ها مخالف هستن با فعالیت های خانم مسیح علی نجات و خیلی ها موافق هستن و این اولین باره به نظر من که در مورد یک شخصیت زنانه در ایران این دودستگی به شکل عجیب و غریب خودشو نشون میده ولی اگر نظر شخصی منو بخواین من احترام میذارم به خانم مسیح علی نجات حالا اینکه مثلا با آقای پومپوم ملاقات کرده یا این حرفایی که میزنن مثلا خونه ای نمیدونم چند صد میلیون دلاری پول دادن بهش خریده خب اینا خب برای منم میگن که توی آپارتمان نمیدونم چند متری دارم زندگی میکنم و چون به ما زی... به شخص من یا مثل من زیاد حرفای عجیب و غریب زدن و میزنن اینه که من ایشون اونجوری قضاوت نمیکنم من معتقدم که ایرانیا زن و مرد باید همه جور فیگوری داشته باشن چرا ما باید خارج از کشور هم بخواهیم یه کسی رو که به ضرر ما هم حرف نمیزنه حالا ممکنه به ضرر اون آخونده حرف میزنه که داره حکم قتلش رو صادر میکنه ولی به ضرر من که حرف نمیزنه برادرش رو گروگان گرفتن برای من قابل درکه برای اینکه همسر من هم در یه همچین وضعیتی بوده برای من قابل درکه که هم الان خشمش بیشتر شده از گذشته و این خشم بالاخره در رفتار آدم میاد این باعث میشه یه آدم بره توی سوراخ قایم بشه یا اینکه خشمش رو اظهار کنه حالا اینجا تریبونای هست که خشم آدم بهش اجازه میده که این خشم رو بریزه بیرون من ضرری نمیبینم چون به هر حال ایشون داره از برابری زن و مرد دفاع میکنه برزد هجاب اجباری حرف میزنه خودش وقتی آمده بود امریکا اگر هجابم برداشته بود کلا سرش میذاشت که ما همیشه میگفتیم بابا جون این کلارم بردار و حالا تبدیل شده به فیگور ضد هجاب اجباری ما باید این رونده رو در آدما اینا رو یه ذره بشناسیم تحمل کنیم شاید هممون دوست نداشته باشیم ولی تحمل کنیم که یه دختری که از یه روستای پشت کوهی اومده با اون بستر خانوادگی که ازش میشناسیم این الان اومده سپیکر شده سخنگو شده یه ادهی هم دوستش دارم نمیتونیم بگی ندارم در ایران یه ادهی دوستش ندارم اشکالی نداره دوستش نداشته باشه هیچ اشکالی نداره ولی فقط به لکه شخصیت نکنیم که این میشه همون کار حسین شریعت حتما اون کار رو کیش که نمیخواد بکنه ازدهکنجاتیکسمبر 
fans and many distractors. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it is one of the uh, ironies uh, that, as far as I know, is uh, the first uh, woman uh, who has uh, created this kind of a polarized atmosphere, some very much in her favor and some very much uh, distracting her. For, I can give you my opinion. Uh, I, have a lot, I have a great deal of respect for her. Uh, I, I think these stories about why she has shaken hands with Pompeo, for example, or that they have given her money to buy a multi-million dollar home. Uh, these are allegations that they have made against me as well. I live in a small uh, apartment, uh, but they have made the same things. And because they have said these things about me, I'm very sensitive when they say it about others. Uh, why is it a problem if we have different kinds of figures, Iranian women's movement, Iranian uh, society at large, uh, needs these different kinds of figures. She has never talked against our interests. Uh, she talks against the interests of the mullahs in Iran. Uh, they have taken her brother hostage. This uh, has increased her anger. I completely understand that because it was similar to my case. They took her husband uh, uh, hostage. Uh, when faced with these kinds of uh, calamities, we have two alternatives. We can uh, go and find solace in, uh, and hide somewhere, or we can uh, vent our anger. She has chosen to vent her anger. Uh, I see no uh, difficulty with what she's doing. She defends equality. She works against uh, hijab. Uh, when she first came to the, Uni to the United States, uh, she wore a hat, and we, I, we used to tell her, why don't you take the hat off? It was kind of a de facto hijab. But now she has become a very prominent figure against hijab. We have to recognize, we have to appreciate the process of change that these people uh, uh, experience. She comes from a small uh, village, from a very uh, conservative family background, and has now transformed herself into the figure that she is. You might not like her. It's perfectly all right to not like her. You might also like her. But let's not engage in the kind of uh, character assassination that is befitting Mr. Hossein Shariat Madori, who is the appointed editor of Mr. Khamenei in Kehan and is notorious for uh, assassinations of all kinds, particularly character. Thank you. Um, we're quite a bit over time. We wanted to get to a few of the questions. Uh, maybe let's just end on this one. A viewer says, what do you think is the most important thing that is needed for the Iranian women to achieve their goals? Thank you. این جنبش زنان اصلا غیر ممکنه که بدون جامعه مدنی و در خلع جامعه مدنی حالا هر چقدر ما بخوایم از سابقش حرف بزنیم جون بگیره و رشد بکنه در حال حاضر جنبش زنان در زندانه یعنی در یه حبسیه که نمیتونه جامعه مدنی داشته باشه به وجود بیاره و نمیتونه تبدیل بشه به یک فشار روی حکومت 
خب همه اینها موکول به اینه که ما یه حکومت دیگری داشته باشیم این حکومت دین از حکومت دین از حکومت درش جدا شده باشه قانونگذاریش مطابق شر و منحصر به ارزش‌های شرعی نباشه حالا برای اینکه بخوایم بگیم که خب مثلا حالا چی مهمتره خب به نظر من همه مهمتر اینه که یه جوری رژیم چنج بشه در ایران من نمیدونم چه جوری واقعا بدبختی ما این شده که اصلا نمیدونیم چه جوری ولی بدون اون هیچ جنبشی الان جنبش های سنفی زن و توش هست جنبش های حتی حقوق بشری زن و هست به این صورت که میان فقط پتیشن امضا میکنن این پتیشن امضا کردن یه بخشه اینکه من بتونم یک سازمان داشته باشم و صدا داشته باشم اونه که جنبش زنان رو تناور میکنه ولی حالا اینکه ببخشید داره طولانی هم میشه چون آخریه من مذارت میخوام ببینید ما گرفتار اسلام سیاسی شدیم بدون که اصلا قبلا معنیش فهمیده باشیم حتی خود من که مثلا هیچ وقت دنبال آقای خمینای مثلا نمیدونستم اسلام سیاسی چیه حالا متوجه شدیم با این به این که اسلام سیاسی اگه قانون اساسیش رو نگاه کنیم کاملا در صدر این هست که از خانواده یک سلول کاملا سیاسی درست کنه برای تحکیم اسلام سیاسی یعنی هرم سیاسی قدرت رو میاد در خانواده به وجود میاره اگر نگاه کنیم به قانون اساسی مثلا زن رو اون موقع بهش ارزش میذاره که بتونه انسانهای مکتبی تربیت بکنه و یا زن و مرد در توافق عقیدتی با هم باشن چرا با هم باشن؟ من مثلا یه زنی شوهر میکنه حتما باید توافق عقیدتی با هم داشته باشن یا عاطفی حالا اون عقیدتی هم اگه باشه که خیلی خوبه ولی چرا باید قانون اساسی اینو بگه؟ برنگ داره میخواد این هرم سیاسی قدرت رو بیاره سلولاش رو تو خانواده وقتی آورد تو خانواده اونجا دیگه مرد همه کار است مرد همه کار است و موقعی کمک میتونه بشه به وضعیت زن که زنی که قربانیه و حالا بعد با اقسام شکنجه میشه توسط این مرد نمیخوام بگم همه من دارم در این تئوری اسلام سیاسی حرف میزنم نمیخوام بگم مرد شکنجه کردن کارش میکنم این اشتباه نکنید ولی وقتی که تمام قدرت مطلقه خانواده رو به مرد میده مرد میتونه شکنجه باشه و وقتی تونست شکنجه باشه حالا اینجا قربانی که زنه اگر این زن صدا نداشته باشه و اگر این زن نتونه صدای بلند داشته باشه که باز همون جامعه مدنی میشه وضعیت همونجور باقی میمونه کما اینکه میبینید مونده کنوانسیون لازم و جمهوری اسلامی مثل مثلا رفع کلیه اشکال تبعیزامیز از زن رو امضا نمیکنه زیر بار 
کنوانسیون من شکنجه نمیره و دائما تأکید سازمان تبلیغات اسلامی تأکید تمام ابزارهای قدرت صدا و سیمای جمهوری اسلامی مطبوعات همه بر این است که خانواده یک سلول سیاسی که ریاست بر اون با مرده و ما هر وقت بتونیم این رو به چالش بکشیم با حق بیان و با صدای بلند اون وقتی که میتونیم بگیم که ما وارد چالشمون وارد مغز جمهوری اسلامی شده و نه فقط سطوح و روی های دیگه ببخشی نخواهش بکنم و زیادی حرف وارد مغزش بشیم خیلی خوبه من What is the most uh, important, uh, I think uh, the most important thing for a woman's movement uh, is in a sense to have civil society. Uh, in the absence of civil society, in the vacuum of a civil society, Uh, a women's movement cannot thrive. Uh, a women's movement in Iran is now under arrest uh, because they cannot create their, their uh, civil society institutions. Uh, in order, uh, they cannot become an instrument of pressure. Uh, uh, I think the, uh, that leads me to the conclusion that the only way, the most important way uh, for a women's right to be achieved is uh, what is called a regime change. I don't know how it is going to happen, but I know that unless we have a government in which a religion and the state are separated, uh, unless we have a government where laws are not uh, only driven from uh, Sharia, can women's movement uh, uh, achieve its goal. Without that regime change, uh, we, we cannot uh, achieve these rights. Uh, There are uh, movements, for example, for uh, women's professional rights, some activists uh, for uh, human rights, but signing petitions uh, is important, uh, but it's not going to uh, solve the problem. Unless women have a voice, unless they have an organization, they cannot bring the necessary change. The problem is that uh, in Iran, uh, we are under the yoke of what is called political Islam. Uh, before the revolution, none of us, I think, knew the meaning of this. I certainly didn't know the meaning of this. But Islam, political Islam is enshrined in the constitution. And in that constitution, it enshrines uh, the family as the cell, the building block uh, of uh, regime consolidation. Uh, in uh, this uh, building block, the family with the patriarch Uh, is the, the founding uh, structure. Uh, the, the women uh, are, uh, the, 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 that are being trained in every aspect with all of the regime's uh, propaganda apparatus uh, is a woman that follows the man and follows uh, uh, the, the patriarch. Uh, it is in the constitution that it is very important that women The most important job of a woman is to procreate and educate uh, religious uh, uh, children. It is incumbent on men and women to be of the same opinion. Why? Why shouldn't the constitution be important for men and women to have 
similar opinions. It is for a man and woman more important to have emotional ties rather than, it's okay to have uh, uh, intellectual agreement, but the most important thing is this, but the Iranian constitution uh, founds the, the pillar of power uh, on the family as this building block and their man is omnipotent. It's that's where uh, a woman becomes subject to the wrath of men. That's when women uh, are subjected to the tortures of men. I am not talking about every man being a torturer, but I'm talking about the law that uh, makes woman a victim. Unless we can clearly speak, uh, unless we can clearly, woman can clearly speak and defend their rights, this, this situation uh, would, is going to continue. That's why this regime uh, refuses to sign international conventions against misogyny, international conventions against torture, uh, because they want to uh, maintain power and the chief tool of maintaining power is a family structure in which man is omnipotent. Unless we challenge this, uh, uh, and unless we challenge it loud and clear, uh, then uh, the regime is going to Thank you all for uh, attending. Uh, I know we went over time, but I think we all agree that it was well worth it. Uh, this car is always full of wisdom and uh, full of uh, uh, charm. We didn't get a chance to talk about some of her uh, uh, fiction writing, some of her memoirs. Uh, uh, I strongly urge you to read these books. Uh, she is a very accomplished uh, uh, writer, fiction writer and memoirist. She is really a prolific uh, author and it is uh, a privilege to uh, have the opportunity to speak with you, Ms. Scott. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank, thank you, Dr. Miller. Thank you. And sorry I made you so tired. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you, Raman. Thanks so much for everything you did.